If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Season two of Darkness is a six episode podcast examining a series of package bombs that exploded at homes throughout the Austin, Texas area in 2018. The bombs killed three people and injured six more over a period of nearly 20 days, causing fear to envelop the city during Austin's biggest festival. Hosted by Ashley Miznazi and produced by the Drag Audio Production House, you'll hear emotional stories of resilience from the survivors of these crimes, accounts of pain and recovery from the victims' loved ones, and the questions they still have three years later. The podcast takes a closer look at the efforts of law enforcement officials who work to stop the bloodshed, with interviews with the lead investigators for the FBI, ATF, and Austin police. You'll also hear about how the bombings exposed Austin's racial wounds as members of Austin's black community felt they were being targeted by the bomber and ignored by investigators. Listen to season two of Darkness on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Mm, Hey, listeners. And a special hey, hi, hello to all you patrons out there. Did you know, Ben, did you know you could join our Patreon for just $1, $3, $5 a month? I I did know that because we run the Patreon. So I would know that. So if... If I was someone who was looking to join the Patreon, where would I find that information? Why don't you tell the good folks at home? You would go to patreon.com and type in the sci-fi sci. Or the episode notes. Or the episode notes. Or the episode notes. Yeah, absolutely. Every single week. Episode notes, one click. You know, most people don't go anything. Don't go anywhere virtually if it's more than like two clicks. I'm aware, which is why I put it in the episode notes. For one one click. Well, Ben doesn't know where to find the link to the Patreon, but I'm telling you here first, listeners, go to the episode notes of this show. I'll add them here. And with that being said, let's get started with the show. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Side under the Believe Podcast Network. It's a podcast about black science fiction and fantasy, and I'm going to say staying on the same page of our marriage, but Ben wants me to say... You remember last week you were Yeah, at least staying in the same library of our marriage or in the same book of our marriage because I think it's unreasonable to stay on the same page as I stated last week. Right. But actually, if you go look at the YouTube streets, um, a listener disagreed with you as well. It was Team Amber. Go, You can go find that right now. But welcome to the Sci-Fi Side Podcast. Today is episode 78, and we will be discussing the Disney short 20-something directed by Afton Corbin. Before we get into that, Ben, go find that receipt of somebody having my back real quick. It's on the YouTube. Before we get started, how are you doing today? I think we're both hanging on by a thread per use. I'm, I'm not hanging on by a thread. I'm hanging on by a large hemp rope, but I'm, I'm definitely hanging. It's large in length or girth? It's both. It's, there's a lot to hold on to. I'm hanging on by a thread. Why, and why, <laughs> I think everybody knows I'm... I've passed the 17-week mark. I'm, I'm in between 17-week, um, Laura. I'm in between 37 and 38 weeks of pregnancy. Uh, listeners, <laughs> don't fear because when she we... She can't even remember numbers. I know. It's, it's, it's getting quite difficult to just exist. But don't worry, listeners, because when it gets closer to the date, we have queued up some incredible interviews for the Sci-Fi Side podcast. So you will still be enjoying sci-fi content um, even when we are taking our small maternity leave. Okay, so what did one listener say? Oh, yes. So this listener... Say their name. Say their name. I think Laurie 
uh, mentioned saying you're on the same book also doesn't make sense because if your wife is at the end and you're stuck somewhere in the middle, he'll be at odds in your marriage. Thank you, Lori Rodriguez. We stand. Um, so yeah, the per usual, the listeners agree with me. The patrons agree with me and I'm fabulous. But yes, um, listeners, don't you fret. We will be still entertaining you even when we are on the break and then for the patrons you'll probably start to see me breastfeeding during this podcast absolutely we, we like to do this this is how we sort of just come together and connect and not kill each other every week yeah it the intentional conversation around us allows me to post it note things i'll be like oh, i'll just bring it up on the sci-fi side like I'll, I'll wait to talk about it like something really annoys me about you and i'll like oh let me just do it publicly so that if you get really angry you'll learn how to control your temper because it's around multiple people you know like what Ben? what's something you sticky noted this week uh i don't want to say it because i'm going to be canceled which is fine i cancel me uh, but just don't cancel Amber. You're the one that just said, when I'm annoyed at you, I write something on a sticky well, note and I bring I do, it up the but show. And so I said, for some, example, what? And now you're going to be canceled. I realized that the thing that annoyed me about this week that you did is, um, I think, a little bit petty of me to even bring it up. Well, I mean, now don't leave the people hanging. It's a motherfucking show. I mean, this is an exclusive content. We here. should leave them hanging in the same way that both of us are hanging by a thread. This whole I don't week. understand. Yeah. Why would you say something so salacious and then not spill the whole tea? Dance because some it. secrets. You know this say is a show, right? You know it. you're supposed to. I ask you a question, you answer it. Well, okay. So I made dinner reservations, and you were too busy getting kicked by your um, unborn child and watching Inven- inventing Anna. I was. Yeah. Was. So like oh, the not, whole thing. You think you're gonna ca- cancel for? Well, because I'm annoyed, but of course you you should be a little bit. <laughs> have to lean this back this is how this is how pregnant i am right now <laughs> yeah i can't do it i can't keep leaning forward i tried if you're watching this on youtube you might notice a tone change because i mean this this might be a really short episode because Am- amber's just decided that she can <laughs> no longer go out to eat today she made the decision today she can no longer go out to eat and sit sure down do. we went out to a really nice restaurant this week a north pond it's amazing Michelin star. We had a, a very special friend in town. And so we uh, took this friend out to eat and Amber was just unpleasant eating some of the best food of her life. And that should not be the experience when was, you go out to eat. I was, what do you mean? I was unpleasant. You were having, you were being kicked and I kept on seeing you like grimace every in between the four course meal. Yeah. Also, we also got wine with our meal and you didn't. So I felt a little bad for that. Yeah, there was a wine pairing with each course that y'all had. But that's OK. I, I, I still genuinely had a good time. I was able to enjoy the the ambiance of the restaurant. But I think um, I've, I've reached the point where going out is not it's not feasible anymore. It's not fun for me because it's like yeah. I just need to be surrounded by tons of pillows. Yeah, at that's this what you said. Just surround me with pillows and frozen pizza. No well, more Michelin star restaurants for you because <laughs> they don't do like to go order. There's a great Italian restaurant near us called Anti Prima. And we, I think I had made, made reservations one day, but you were not feeling well. And so I was like, do you all do like takeout? And they're like, no. Yeah. The fancier places don't do takeout. But I want to say this, Ben, because, you know, I've, I've cried, you know, every day in the past week or so. And they've they've been gratitude tears gratitude. because i've just i'm, I'm for me yes because hmm. you know you just you, you just thought that you were going to get maybe canceled for which which what even is that we're not even like popular enough to get canceled but you just were hard on yourself about m- making your wife reservations like that's really not even a real big deal but you have been um well i was pissed that you that you canceled today yeah i couldn't tell i was i actually I'm just good at hiding so, my feelings I, I genuinely prioritized myself today I'm so glad. i couldn't tell and i actually feel better that we we didn't go so okay can i say something sorry can i sing to you okay i want to say this i have been genuinely uh just crying tears of gratitude because of how um supportive and loving and wonderful you've been. I know I give you a lot of shit on the internet streets, but I, you have really, you know, stepped it up. 
in this past week, in these past weeks. So I, I feel like I can push through this podcast because I'm doing it with you. I really do. So before anybody gives Ben a hard time, he, he, he's been kicking major ass. Like I will literally wake him up at 3 a.m. to be like, I'm just so grateful for you. That's all. Go back to sleep. And you're like, oh, I love you too. Yeah. It's good. Unlike Friday nights and Saturday nights, that's okay. What do you mean? What are you on talking school, about? On school nights, it's a little bit more difficult. To do what? Wake me up in the middle of the night. Oh, I was like, to gratitude cry? No, it's not. Not for me. Yeah. You're tired? No, I'm not tired. Okay. Not as much as you. Okay, yes, I am tired, but... You can say you're tired. You've been I'm doing a, a, a phenomenal job supporting me, and I think everybody knows that. I had to bring back my back brace. <laughs> That's how serious it's gotten. Yeah, well, I mean, you've been having some back issues. Yeah. You tried to steal the heating pad for me the other night, and I was like, bitch, no. My doctor recently um, prescribed me steroid, ster- steroids. Steroids? I've never had I didn't taken, know that. Yeah, I haven't picked them up yet because I, I feel like it's going to make my dick shrink. What? I'm just kidding. That's like a thing that people say. I mean, that's steroids. like baseball um, roids. That's the A1 yeah, that's stuff. Like, she's like, this is a very, it's a micro dosage, but because, because recently I've started working out again after a huge hiatus but working out a lot like i used to and i'm experiencing like significant like muscle growth and um significant muscle growth significant you'll see (laughs) you'll all see (laughs) you'll all see i'll be fucking ripped oh i didn't i I'm learning on this podcast in real time that you've been prescribed steroids well you haven't asked me how i've been what I asked you every week on the show. Right, once a week. Okay, I asked you how you, but but you also just admitted that you didn't pick the steroids up. So that's I another thing. Yet. So how would I how the fuck would I have known CVS. that you that you were prescribed steroids that you were supposed to have been taken? And you know that's the motherfucking reason why. Like they say that men who are married, to, probably to either other men or women, like it doesn't matter, men who are married live longer because. Yeah their their spouses say Checking like on them. get your ass up there and pick up those steroids so so after this show ends i'm gonna make you go pick them up because when did you even go to the doctor uh last tuesday last tuesday so mm-hmm. those meds have just been sitting sitting <laughs> oh my gosh well that's fun what do you want to talk about uh what we watched because i i find it really fun we should, um, but we should also read a podcast rating. Oh my gosh, you're right. Yes. Sorry, you wrote, you see how you were doing this when you were sleeping, so you like hopped into it there. We do have one Apple podcast rating all up in the queue. Pium, pium, pium. Yeah. Um, and then, was this one just on the Patreon or is this just what? Uh, yeah, this was on the Patreon, so. Okay, so we have two things. We have one Apple podcast rating that we're going to read, and then we have a recommendation of something we should watch per a patron, and actually, we're going to end up watching that next week. Yes, thank you. Um, You know, pending my water doesn't break. Okay. Or that you can go into labor without your water breaking. I think like 50% of like births, their water doesn't break. Or either or. Yeah. I think the people smell what I was stepping in. Okay. Pending, I don't give literal birth. We'll be watching this movie. But anyway, here's the Apple Podcast rating. It says, it's giving. Talking about the show. First off, I love y'all. It's like Mother God split me into two humans and is allowing the world to be entertained by my life. But anywho, the content is amazing. I love everything about it. The concept was brilliant. Thank you for bringing this vision to life. Keep shining and shout out to my fellow Georgia peach, Amber. I hail from C-Town. That's Columbus, Georgia. Hey, girl. Hey. And hey, Ben. We love you, too. Amazing work. This is from McMelva. I love when people give you a compliment, but they also like throw in like one just for me. Like I don't need it, but it's really nice too. It makes me feel special. You are special, baby. Yeah. I didn't, I, and I was trying not to say that with sarcasm. You are wonderful. And this is from Victoria. I'm not sure which episode Victoria was talking about, but um, Victoria says this episode was incredible. The one on soul. Soul. soul yeah. Thank you. Thank you for being a light every day. Ooh. You better, well, I'm, I'm a light. We're a light to y'all. I, we we pretty dark to each other. Your creativity and work brings me so much joy. Would y'all be interested in doing A Wrinkle in Time, the movie directed by Ava DuVernay? 
I've heard nothing but amazing things and would love to hear the sigh perspective. Um, so, yeah. I have actually, this has been on my radar for a while mm-hmm. and we'll mm-hmm. talk about it, but I've not watched it yet just because I've heard such terrible things about it. Agreed. So it's Yes. So it's nice to hear that somebody has heard good things about it. So we'll go and we'll watch it. Yeah. I think we've been avoiding it because we did see some funky uh, reviews about it, but you know, we need to stop avoiding things and just meet it head on. Especially because someone else said it was bad. I hate this. Like, well, have you watched this thing that everybody says is terrible? Have you actually sat down and thought about it or thought about where it was coming from or the context in which it was said? And most people are like, no, they're just like jumping on the bag wagon. The what wagon? The bag wagon. The band wagon? No, the bag wagon. It's the band wagon. I know it's the band wagon, but I call it the bag wagon because you're actually putting yourself in like a body bag. Good, good save there. Uh, yeah, you know, I recently was feeling that way about watching the... Um, Kanye West documentary even though because there's so much going on with like Kanye West and Kim Ye and I saw that the Kanye West documentary which kind of has like nothing to do with like I mean obviously it's centered around him but he wasn't who created it or anything like that but you know how sometimes it'll be like oh are you watching the Takashi 69 documentary like you a fan of his like that's weird you know but that's not true and so in my brain, I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check this out because I've heard really good things about the documentary and how it sort of takes a dark turn at some points. And then I had a, a thought. I was like, well, I don't want people accidentally seeing me watch this on my Instagram and then being like, oh, so you're team Kanye, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, but, but now I just don't care. Yeah. I'm going to watch it because I've, I've heard some interesting takes about it. What we tie, what we attempt to do on this podcast when it comes to content is to approach it in a more like academic lens. So just because we cover something on the content on the on the show doesn't mean that we agree with everything that it says. And I think a lot of people don't approach the world in in an academic sense. So they assume that because you watch something, you agree with the views that are being like, correct promulgated or that you can watch something and dislike the creator, but understand the point they're trying to make or dis or disagree with part of what they're saying and agree with other parts or understanding that we're watching this because it's important for historical context. And something that really struck me was when we interviewed it, uh, P. Jelly Clark, he made the point, um, he teaches a film, Birth of a Nation, Birth mm-hmm. of a Nation, and he was saying that he makes every single one of his students watch the whole thing. It's like, you need to watch the whole thing yeah, to understand racism, to understand film, to understand um, that our history as well. And I think people avoid it because it's bad. And after that episode, I, I've mentioned this before, but I did show about 15 minutes to my eighth grade students for the historical context, but then also having like a courageous conversation around the themes that were being presented, you know, in, at this time. Yeah, but there are a couple of things. One, I, I'm going to watch this Kanye West documentary because I've just, I, I love documentaries and I heard it was really well done and just shows like some, some different context to a, to a, a, a creator that is actually really brilliant despite what's happening now. Two, sometimes you get torn because you're like, me watching this is literally putting more money in this person's pockets. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get torn. Like like if Harvey Weinstein came out with a new thing about his life or something, there would be this like, ooh, I want to hear like what's what's this angle, whatever. But also his money is behind this. And if I play it, I'm not I'm making him more rich. So I think sometimes that's the toy that people have with it. Or a better example would be like the Dave Chappelle, mm-hmm. right? Which I've heard mixed reviews from tons of different people, but it's like we also haven't seen it. So we, we have should not. Probably no, not I haven't. No, 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 no. I have not seen it. I, I will, not, but we're not going to sit here and act like there wasn't some controversy around yeah. it. And so, but we don't know any. We no, don't. We we've have never watched it. it. So I, I think, yeah, but, for an academic, like you don't you're not supposed to speak on things that you haven't watched or sort of thought through the right. content. Correct. Right. I, I just said that I, I'm not vilifying Dave Chappelle in any way. I have not seen it, but there is this level of like, do I, I, I think with us, because we like to watch things and talk about it through an academic lens, the answer is like, yes, let's actually just like open our minds, watch the thing and then discuss it later, obviously. But sometimes in, in this culture of like, 
damn, if somebody sees me watching this, how many followers am I going to lose? Whatever. There is that added pressure. And, and people can say like, well, it's just social media. Like, what's the big deal? It's like, well, social media is like currency for people right now. So you do have to just watch your step every now and then. But we talking about A Wrinkle in Time. That's what we originally started on. So we we saw bad reviews for A Wrinkle in Time and we will be watching it next week. Yeah. And maybe we should also watch the Dave Chappelle special. Yeah, we'll probably watch it. And yeah. then also like read a book and buy a book written by a trans writer because Dave right. Chappelle is getting, you know, under fire for being transphobic. Correct. And I think like finding that like that balance. Yeah, not even a balance, but just being like, okay, like Dave Chappelle is funny. He said a microaggression or he said something aggressive towards uh, trans people. That's also not okay. Yeah. Right. Like Two you things can, can you be can true hold at one time. Those, mm-hmm. those things at the same time. Um, and then also having like a real conversation about that even a, a small statement by a very powerful comedian with lots of influence can have an, an extensive and an enormous amount of impact that may or may not have been intended, which yeah. I also like watching things once like any hysteria around it has died down. Yeah. Like even right now, I'm kind of watching Inventing Anna a couple weeks behind everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, just because when something first hits, everybody's online talking about all their theories and all their whatever. Or I, I, I sort of waited to watch and just like that also, because that came out a couple months ago at this point. And then I was like, I don't want to see any spoilers. I don't want to see any articles about it. I don't want to see any Chris Knopf dialogue. I want to just like come back to this and watch it like free of all of that. You know, that's just me. Yeah. Which our podcast does a lovely job of. All right. Um, Ben, would you like to take a quick break? Absolutely. A break from my problems. A vacation from my problems. You ever watch What About Bob? No. Oh. I think it, it, it's the one with Bill Murray, right? Yeah. It's fun. Did you want to start a conversation nope. about something right now or did you want to take a break? Let's take a break. <laughs> okay. Before we continue with the show, I wanted to talk a little bit about Noom. Noom uses the latest in behavioral science to empower people to take control of their health for good. Through a combination of psychology, technology, and human coaching on their platform to help millions of users meet their personal health and wellness goals. A lot of people face pressures to change themselves, to fit other people's expectations, and the more freeing solution is to find things that work for you. Noom understands that everyone's weight loss journey is unique, and what works for someone else doesn't mean it'll work for you. That's why Noom's approach adapts to your lifestyle. It's flexible and it focuses on progress, not perfection, allowing you to work toward your goals at a pace that's comfortable for you. Noom Weight makes it easy to start your weight loss journey and stay on track with personalized lessons that help you gain confidence and practical knowledge, one-on-one coaching, and a cognitive behavioral approach that teaches you how to be mindful of your habits. 75% of Noom weight users finished the program and more than 60% of users that engaged with the program kept the weight off for a year or more. So start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at Noom.com believe. Again, that's Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash believe believe this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp online therapy check them out at betterhelp.com slash sci-fi BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video phone and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to it's more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours why invest in everything else and not your mind this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. And the Sci-Fi Side Podcast listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Sci-Fi. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash Sci-Fi. And we're back. Hey. So we watched 20-something. Uh, ben, would you like to give a quick summary about 20-something? Yeah, it's about a, a, a girl just turned 21 and she's going to the club for the first time. Mm-hmm. The, um, with her older sister. You know what this movie made me think about? Uh, that Wait, 11 was, story. Oh, is that the whole summary? Yeah, that's a summary. Okay, yeah, that's, go ahead. Yeah, yeah it's literally it, it, what it is. It's a six minute short. Okay, it's a cool. s- six minutes. That's all there is to it. Um, but I want to read you this amazing uh, paragraph from the short story uh, by Sandra Cisneros called 11. 
and Ooh. I'm gonna go ahead. Sorry, whenever you like clear your spittle in the mic, goes, oh, I can o- I can only cut so many of those in editing. Sorry, you're fine. Love you. This is from Eleven by Sandra Cisneros. What they don't understand about birthdays and what they never tell you is that when you're 11, you're also 10 and 9 and 8 and 7 and 6 and 5 and 4 and 3 and 2 and 1. And when you wake up on your 11th birthday, you expect to feel 11, but you don't. You open your eyes and everything's just like yesterday, only it's today. And you don't even feel 11 at all. You feel like you're still 10. And you are underneath the year that makes you 11. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's a very short story. We'll put it. It's available online for free. I love this short story. I've taught it to students before. And it's not as happy as uh, this um, uh, Pixar short, which ends very happily. And it's also different than the 20-something SZA song as well, which is a beautiful song. But you still dropped it in here and it's still relevant. Yeah. <laughs> uh I, I really enjoyed this. It it, it kind of I, I remember watching it with Ben and being like, does this count for the show? And then I was like, wait, is it all animation kind of sci-fi and fantasy? And Ben was like, no. no. I, I didn't know like yeah. what when I think about like animated film, there's always some sort of like magic to them. Yeah. Right? I, so I think yeah, I I think I'm curious what our listeners and what Patreon folks say, but what do you think? Is this short 20 something is it fantastical or i would put it under magical realism uh it is it's a 2d animation um yeah i i mean so i'm thinking of films like waltz with bashir which is about uh what is it the lebanon civil war and not not fantasy and lots of comics that are hyper realistic so like are you my mother and a fun home right these are these are animation comics that are realistic yeah. autobiographical and so it for me it felt more like magical realism because you do see a big plot point is that as this young girl is going to the club for the first time she is walking in and you physically see her 10-year-old self, her 16-year-old self, and her like 10-month-year-old one self. Year old. Mm-hmm. It's like her, 1, 10, 16. Yeah, 1, 10, 16. And they're all sort of vying and conflicting and how to best act in this club for the first time. And it it's exactly like the short story 11, where you are all these young ages at the same time, and you are constantly acting childish in certain points, which I see from you like daily, you know? Like you revert back to this like child in, in a good way. There's a there's a literal a good child way. inside of yeah. Me. So were, weren't you telling me that part of the not, way not of preparing for pregnancy is that you you start doing more like child like things, like eating cereal and watching like the Proud Family things that you watched as a kid and stuff like that. Yeah, there's a, I'm not sure if other pregnant people have experienced that before, but there's a, there's a point in your pregnancy where you're like oh, I would just really love some Captain Crunch right now. And I haven't eaten Captain Crunch in years, but there's something about like, oh, there's a little child in me. So let me do some of those things I used to do. It's it's super strange, but I'm I'm certain I'm not alone with that. You know, I was thinking because when you're in your third trimester, it's very important what you eat because you can start developing like cravings for the baby when they get older. So like eating fancier food will like develop your child's taste buds. Okay. Yeah. Say that again. Cause you're, you said I start developing cravings for the baby. Yeah. You, you Amber are actually start, you are developing I start craving baby. Yeah. You, you develop cravings for the baby. Yeah. So the child's taste buds are being developed by your by decisions. Me, yes. Yes. Not but me. You don't want to eat human H- flesh. Yeah. I mean, that the, the would also make that. an interesting story. Like <laughs> that, one of the cravings for a pregnant woman is to eat human flesh, sort of like the Santa Claire's diet or something. Yeah, yeah. Very oh, warm. I do remember that. That's yeah. a great because that's fan- fantasy, not you know, um, black science fiction or fantasy. But yeah. Anyway, uh, so you're doing a good job. So I was thinking, when our if our kid ever decides to have a kid. And she gets pregnant. I wonder, like, what type of cravings she'll have as a kid because we're not raising our child with Captain Crutch. It's going to be like, you know, Chicago brunches and sushi for dinner. Yeah, but so, she might hit a bowl of fruity pebbles every now and then. Absolutely not. We'll see, Ben. 
you you have all these absolute rules that are gonna just be completely shattered when it comes to I understand. Okay. I, I just want you to make sure because I understand. You, every other day so Ben has this thing where he is always on me about how I say like always and never when I'm starting arguments with him, which is something I'm working to take out of my rhetoric. I'm like, you always are late. You you never take me out, which is are all not true. So I've been I've been catching myself saying always and never and removing that. But you are the king of like absolutely not. Absolutely. Everything is absolute with you, which is kind of like the cousins to always and never. And I think you should acknowledge that. But let me say this. So I hyper broke this six minute spark shorts down, right? So at the very beginning of the spark shorts, there's this cocktail menu and uh, Gia picks up the cocktail menu and it's completely all in gibberish. So she can't read it. So they're creating this like, oh, like none of these drinks mean anything to her. So I think we all experienced that when we first turned 21, right? Like we're looking at this menu of drinks and we're like what the fuck do we order because i want to seem like cool and adult and whatever do you remember some of those like early drinks that you ordered oh absolutely all right what were your go-to drinks as a 21 year old i I remember like going to an improv like bar for a date and i just turned you know fairly fairly young and um i went to an improv bar as a 21 year old yeah it was in new york city this um Okay. Yeah, it was. It was. I don't even remember what it was. Socialite. But but this person that was interested in me, and I should have been interested in her, but I wasn't at the time. Um, I think I'd just broken up with my girlfriend of like I don't know three years or something. Play a two years, and um, and I didn't drink in college, so we go out, and I'm like, oh, at this point, I just want to get drunk, so I just ordered things based on alcohol content. And all they were serving was beer. And so they bring me this like stout. And I never had a stout before. It was the most disgusting thing Mm. ever. It's so like milky and heavy. I thought I was like, I don't know, eating my own semen or something. It was had a sour taste to it. There's a thickness to it. But I wouldn't wouldn't say stout. It was semen thickness. This beer was disgusting. And, And then another time we went to an Irish bar. You in the same rebound? No, 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 no. Some friends from college and okay. like Irish, no- I had not Irish nachos for the first time, which is just French fries with everything else you put on nachos. Okay. And everyone was getting Guinness. I was like, I've never had a Guinness before. Another stout. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> which you didn't know at the time. Probably. I didn't. Yeah. And so uh, I try it. I'm like, this is disgusting. This, I hate beer. It's so gross. They probably all didn't know either. I don't know. Yeah. It's just like what you do. You're at an Irish bar and you're American. You get Guinness. Yeah, like that's <laughs> made across this, you know, yeah, you across the do, way in New Jersey. Yes, you don't have to do much thinking if you just order a Guinness at an Irish bar. Mm, yeah. Um, I remember my early go-to drinks were just like the Moscato, you know, oh, the sweet, it's the like sugary. any sweet wants a Moscato and Amaretto sours. Yeah. Yep. And so now like if I go out somewhere and I hear like, you know, some some pretty young thing order like, can I get an Amaretto sour? Can I get a whiskey sour? Like those are like, oh, you're young. Yeah. Precious, precious, precious. Do you remember where you were on your 21st birthday? Yeah, I was in uh, Israel. I was in Jerusalem. Uh-oh, controversy. I'm just kidding. No, yeah, where I was in you? Jerusalem. In Jerusalem? Uh, I was doing a study abroad, and I was spending my time in between Palestine and Jerusalem, studying Hebrew, studying Arabic, and studying Middle Eastern politics, but basic things. So you did not get wasted. I got that. wasted. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I got very wasted. I got very drunk. We, I was at this... In Jerusalem, you can drink, or like at least East Jerusalem, which is Palestinian uh, and is super oppressed, and it's awful, disgusting. Um, you can't drink there. It's mostly uh, Muslim. There are Christians. I, I mean, well, you can, but you just you want it out of respect but in west jerusalem which is very nice i would consider (laughs) i would consider the difference between the north and south side of chicago it's basically the same thing as far as like resources and funding which one south uh south would be the palestinians so that would be east jerusalem and west jerusalem would be like the north side it has like a very nice very modern mix of like european and american and so you can go to a bar and we went to a bar and you get like unlimited popcorn and like hookah and beer nice what were you doing there at the bar just in jerusalem in general or oh i i was studying arabic in 
um, was it Hebrew. study abroad? It was a study abroad. Okay, yeah. thank you. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I th- I think I mentioned that. I oh, know. um, you know, f- faded. I'm just kidding. And then I lost my virginity. I think like the next day. Um, your virginity. My virginity. In in uh on Near the west pa- on the Palest- west side no, of it was Jerusalem. In Palestine. It was in West Jerusalem. I was staying in Palestine. And you weren't. Were you wasted when you lost your virginity? We'll put. Um, no, I wasn't wasted. But I also like walked through like an ancient ruin right before. It was pretty sexy. Damn, yeah, no. I think Jerry Springer was on when I first had sex with my high school boyfriend. So that's fun. A little, little different. I think, yeah, 21, you were... You were, you, you were 21. 21. You yeah. had just turned 21. So you got laid. You were traveling abroad. Yeah, it was great. And I was probably 17 or 18. We had very different experiences. Yeah, we did. And that's all right. And that's part of marriage. It is. Um, you know, I'm going to share where I was on my 21st, if, yeah. you, if you care to hear. Uh, just because we're talking about, you know, Gia hitting her first club. So I was on a cruise. I probably told you this. But I, my friends and I decided to do a cruise at spring break um in the caribbean and when i bought the i i could not drink at the bar because when i bought the cruise ticket i was 20 and i turned 21 on the boat but my like ticket said i was 20 yep um so that like so when you got on the boat everybody who had who was 21 or over had like a wristband or something which i did not get um so it was very difficult. I think I think I, I'm pretty sure I probably still found a way to drink because my friends were like, we'll just buy you a, a drink at the bar and then like slide it to you. And yeah. then you just like throw it back real quick. But it was very inter- Of course, I had drank before I was 21 or whatever. But it was just so funny that like when I actually turned 21 and was legitimately showing the bartenders in the club, they were like, sorry, when you purchased a ticket to get on this cruise ship, you were only 20 years old. So they didn't honor it. But, you know, Damn. it was one of those cruises where when you docked places like in Jamaica or whatever, if you were 18, you could drink anyway. So I, you know, you know, you know me, I still Life found my way finds to the bottle. Life finds a way. You know, it's fascinating that this is a Pixar short and this mm-hmm. is the kind of conversation it elicits like where you lost your virginity and where you first got wasted, <laughs> uh, like where you first got your drink when you're 21. I, I, I feel like these Pixar shorts are trying to feel out how like progressive or how, because this is targeted toward an older audience. And I thought, I think that's very interesting that they're deciding to do that. Yeah. One of the big things that this short discusses past like alcohol and things like that is just this idea of um, how we are expected to have adulting figured out. And when we don't just have adulting figured out, we, we just feel like a kid again. Like, and I think we all had that moment of, um, I don't know. The first time you like didn't get your security deposit back or the first time you got your car got towed. Like I remember. So I I went to college in my hometown. So I always sort of had a safety net like not. And I'm not talking like it was 20 minutes away. It was literally like I I was born and raised in Athens, Georgia. And I went to school in the University of Georgia, which is in the same exact town. So my college was like seven to 10 minutes away, the physical building from my childhood home, um, which makes sense because my mom went to the same college. So it's like she, she moved to Athens, stayed there. And I mean, even on Sundays, all of my college friends would just go to my parents' house and we'd all just eat for free. Cause you know, we're all broke college students and stuff like that. So right after college, I moved to Chicago, which was very different because obviously like anytime anything went wrong I could just call my parents uh at the University of Georgia and things didn't really go wrong because even so I had sort of like Athens is small enough where like I could see somebody I knew from church at the grocery store whatever you know every time we go back to Athens we see somebody that I knew growing up whereas Chicago felt very much like oh my god I my car doesn't have snow tires. Like I wouldn't have even known that that's something I needed. Or I remember the first time my car got towed in Chicago, there was some old black man on his porch and he was like, "Uh uh-huh. They took it. (laughs) I was like, excuse me. What? He's like, they took it. I'm like, they took it where 
He's like, I don't know. Call the tow company. I was like, what? Like, wh how would you even know which tow company to call? Like, there's nothing around here. Just like figuring out those things, you know? Damn. Yeah. And in this, they show that earlier you know the 16 year old self when the 16 year old takes over the body she crashed a car the 10 year old tried to put together furniture all the furniture fell apart and the yep. one-year-old sort of eats sloppily right and but they're all <laughs> part of the same person because we have these elements of ourselves that we revert back to and i think that's something to celebrate sometimes you should eat like a slob you know yeah or sometimes you just like I don't know what do you have a memory that you really remember like okay I I thought I was an adult and now this thing just happened and I'm sort of just like left here to figure out how to fix it do you remember some of those things when you first moved to Chicago or you know just a part of adulting oh yeah I think like anything health insurance wise trying to figure out health insurance trying to figure out like payment plans for different things or thinking that your insurance covered one thing and turned out your insurance didn't cover that so like gotta, what i'm asking like specifically i mean what uh it sounds like you have a story you're, so you're, you're i it is my fault but you had a you had a therapist bill and i had told you i'd oh, given this is you, recent this is I, recent I, I meant, well i meant 20 something not oh, 30 no, something. this is this is 30 something go ahead you can you can air me out because i was going through our taxes well this is my fault i was going through our taxes i'm like why why do we have a two thousand dollar health bill i was like who who what happened i was like oh this and i was like who is and it said the name of somebody and i google the name and it says you know the lcsw or whatever and i was like right, it was your past right. therapist who tried to like hold us up but i i had messed up because i changed insurance without letting amber know because the insurance is through my name and so i had fucked that up and it was like a two thousand dollar mistake that our insurance would not cover and we just had to pay it because our our the therapist was you know not giving us enough time yeah. to sort of figure out it was awful it was and she switched it up real quick too she's like well you know i got kids to feed too I was yeah like, so i'm gonna i'm gonna chill. send it to, to collections and this was only a week yeah it wasn't even like yeah. anything long anyway not not a huge deal but you can't yeah. think of anything else that you specifically did in your 20 somethings like my 20 pre, pre amber i PA? think oh yeah like working for a service year program for like a religious mm. organization what a fucking dumbass decision that was well, it brought you here yeah, but there's lots of things that could have brought me here, like a job, like a real job. <laughs> so why don't you give people the the full, you don't have to name the, the service year program, but can you give people like the full scope yeah, of like... Just like any AmeriCorps program, they promise you community, they promise you like, you know, job entry, all this fucking bullshit. You got community? <laughs> bullshit. Um, and they pay you like 200 bucks a fucking month with Ooh. like it's awful it's a fucking scam okay if you cuss uh, one more time i won't be able to, to put this to, on youtube yes. to build off of you know this idea of like hyper capitalism it's disgusting it's absolutely gross i think no one should ever do a service year program they should just pay young people they should pay young people their worth um and i'll leave it at that yeah but young people don't have any experience. I, I don't agree that you should pay $200 a month. But They're young, but they can build experience. You don't pay them, you know, essentially with their rent and everything, maybe your total of 10000 a year. Yeah. No, that's a joke. I, I agree that it's a joke, but it's like, what do you expect to pay someone with a no... wage. With no experience. We have education. Fresh out of college. You, you teach them. You spend money and you teach yeah. them. You put time and effort and money into developing them and not adding all this stress of like financial anxiety. Did know? they walk y'all through that when they did the intro to the program? I'm yeah, not trying to be shady I, at all. I did a service year sure. program as well. I did teach for America. Yeah, sure. Uh, sure. I, I just, I don't know what I was thinking. I was not thinking clearly. I hear. Well, because in our brains, we don't, we don't know how much we need to live yeah, I thought it was like an easy entryway, but I, I realized that I had enough education and I could have done something like TFA or another teaching year program. Mm -hmm. That's what I should have done instead. Um, yeah, it was it was a big fucking mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do service year programs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just depends on the... I mean, my I 
you know, TFA was two years and it brought me to Chicago, but we've, we did two very different service yeah. programs and, but, and I was making a livable wage when I did Teach for America. Also, there are teaching programs that can qualify you for like steps and lanes within the Chicago public school system. So if you want to be a teacher in Chicago, I would not recommend going through TFA. It's still scammy as shit. Like, okay. you know, like there are better programs. You said it allegedly. De- say allegedly. There are better. There are ber- yeah. Show. It depends on the service to your program, of course. But I think even just this idea of service programs are incredibly problematic and incredibly predatorial on people who have really good hearts and who want to be helpful, but they don't care about, they don't understand or know the people who want to be part of these programs. They don't understand the need of like financial security and and I don't know. I think the whole system is is just fucked up and these service year programs are like putting a band-aid on like a slit throat. Oh. And the slit throat is the the mm. ills that plague America through like you know white supremacy, capitalism, yeah. And and this need to just build 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 endless endless wealth. Um so unregulated capitalism like complete unmarketed free market free market which we don't have an unregulated free market but in many ways you know you know disney historically has been able to pay off florida lawmakers so that they don't have to give full-time benefits they don't have to give benefits to speaking of disney give benefits for some of their workers right and so there's been this very like reciprocal relationship between disney and florida lawmakers for very long and recently there's been a rift uh because of the the um this is not the name of the bill but the don't say gay bill so disney and and florida lawmakers have started to deviate from each other so yeah i think the whole system is just fucked up okay so if you could, I was going to ask you, if you could tell your 20-something self not to do three big things, what would they be? I know what one of them is. Don't join a service year program. Give me two others. Uh, don't study English literature for your bachelor. No, I think I think I would have still done that. Um, I thought you said a theology. And English. Li- I had a, had a... A double major. Yeah, in religion and English. I probably would have not gone to a Christian school. Okay. Um, but again, like that's difficult because I'm very happy that I got to meet the people, but I, I still realized it was super limiting in a lot of ways. And I was thinking about the, I had one woman professor. Gotcha. My, my whole year there. So no service year, maybe consider some other college options. No private, yeah, college institution. Um, I would say just generally no private, even, even if it's catholic or christian keep it public uh what else three um probably you know try to have sex more like have as much sex as you can in your 20s do you regret that you have a lower body count no 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 i don't care about that (laughs) let's let's talk about body count no that's what what i know maybe just like be more podcast like to talk about yeah uh not body count just like (laughs) no i would say you sound no, like that's America. not. That's not really. I would have to say. I would have to say world peace. Um, yeah. What would you say about sex and sexuality and experimenting and I, things? Maybe probably do more of that in your twenties. Yeah. Yeah. Probably do more of it. But I don't know. I don't know. I f- I feel really happy in my twenties. I read a lot of comic books and I read a lot of books and I spent mm. a lot of time alone. Well, while we Friday were out nights, here having incredible sex and learning how to give decent blowjobs, I was, blow jobs, I was you reading. Were reading Calvin and Hobbes. I was reading. <laughs> I would say there was a point maybe when I turned twenty five where I stopped working out or running as much because I got too busy with my job and I was at this time like a, t- a teacher. Or I was in grad school, and I would have said like, oh, "Just keep running. You should have kept running. Keep, keep cake, taking care of your physical body." What's something that you're very proud that you did in your twenties? Uh, meeting you, I'm very proud that I just continued to pursue our relationship because we were away for like as soon like a month after meeting you and hanging out. I went away for like a month, mm-hmm. and and you had thought that I would. Yeah, that relationship would just fall off. Nothing would happen. Yeah, we but did I meet on Tinder, every, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I called you every day, and I wrote you letters. 
You did. And I'm very proud that because I knew you were special and I think you knew I was special. And I'm glad I just kept pursuing that, you know? That. I'm very proud of that. I was like 20, I guess I was 25, yeah. Oh, we love it. Yeah. What about you? What's one thing that you would tell your 20-something to, to not do? Oh, three big no's. Um, I would tell myself, one, that it's okay to break up with friends. Yeah. Like, friends, you feel like, well, we share we share this thing in common or we... we this is it's okay that this is just a friend I can go to brunch with. It doesn't mean that. And it's really just like that. The older you get, you don't just want friends you can go to brunch with. You do want quality relationships and friendships and just, uh, you want to be able to, and and I'm not talking about like having to cut off a whole bunch of friends, but um, you know, the older you get, you do outgrow people. And sometimes you're like, damn, there were so many nights where I just did what this person wanted to do for fun instead of what I wanted to do. And now we're not even friends anymore. So it just feels like wasted time, but not the end of the world. Um, I definitely would have. I know that this isn't that big of a deal, but similar to you, I wish I would have sort of believed in plan A first and studied theater or some sort of, uh, you know, uh, acting program or intensive training instead of having to learn those lessons like real time and auditions. And I'd go somewhere and they'd be like, okay, you're supposed to sing 16 to 32 bars. Where's your book? And I'm like, I, I was just going to sing an acapella. I didn't know I needed a book. And they're like, you know, clocking me right there. Like we're not giving this role to this girl. She's inexperienced. Um, or I didn't sound well, or I didn't choose the songs that fit my voice well, where there are like whole trainings for things like that. So I don't think it changed like huge things, but who knows where I could have been if I was just properly trained um, in those ways. Um, and then the other one would be because I, I, I think I had the opposite problem of you. I'm not saying I like fucked around a lot or whatever, but I am saying like there were some quality men that I just like wasted time trying to hang out with or like that I shouldn't have like, yeah, it was, it was fun and it was experimental, but like there's never a time where somebody could just should be able to just like text me at 3am and I just I'm like, yep, I'll be right over. <laughs> like, like I, I, like obviously me now, like when's the last time I've even seen 3am. Right. But well, there were some, times. You're, you're actually three, seeing actually more 3am <laughs> recently. Well, I'm just like raging through the night. Right. Um, and we're not talking about partying. Yeah, like I would definitely like hook up with a boy one time and then be like, well, we, we might be seeing each other now. And it's like, bitch, no, y'all aren't. Like yeah. just things like that. So, you know, I had to give up my hoe card when I met you. Well, not really. <laughs> we, we've had some fun. But I would definitely tell my older self, like if somebody is honestly just like wasting your time and just being a complete asshole, like you don't have to just put up with like stupid shit that they say. You, you do just not. keep you can keep it pushing. And I think I don't do that now, obviously with you, which is why you, you never have to guess with me, you know? Yeah. I would also invest in Instagram. Oh yeah. <laughs> and maybe to, buy Bitcoin. And, and maybe Amazon as well. Maybe I would put some, some stock in that. Cause I remember when, uh, I remember when things went from Facebook to Instagram, I was like, nobody's going to be in an app. That's just the photos. Like we want the whole thing. And then I was like, what a we are idiot. so shallow that we just <laughs> actually want photos. Well, it's not just photos anymore. It is reels and links and all this stuff now. But there was a time where it was just photos and it was still thriving. So those, I guess those would be my big ones. Um, but I don't yeah. know. I, I think the big takeaway from this movie is that we're all we all sort of have an inner child inside of us. And we're all figuring out lessons. Like, I mean, we were talking on this show a couple weeks ago how I got like scammed into an Instagram thing and it and Whoops. it feels just like damn at my big age I'm still getting hacked yeah. or whatever but it and happens like that. it'll probably happen again. Yeah. And it's really satisfying watching um Inventing Anna right now on Netflix because you're what not satisfying. I sh let me let me say what I got to say before somebody says like bitch what? Uh if you're not watching Inventing Anna it's um this like girl who's like this Russian pretending to be a German heiress and she's scamming like huge investors and financiers and bankers. Um, like people who have reputable sources, like so she's completely infiltrated New York's like high society 
um, and stolen low millions of dollars from tons of people. And um, okay, let me finish. Yeah, sorry. Let, 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 yeah. Uh, in the grand scheme of things, she has stole millions of dollars, either if be it from friends, bankers, investors, whatever. And so, and these people are, you know, in their forties, fifties, and sixties, who and got scammed by this lady. So it sometimes it just makes me feel like, you know, or even all the kids from Firefest, obviously, like you know, fuck a bunch of rich kids, but there were tons of people in the Bahamas that got screwed from this shit too. So even when it comes to scams, I'm kind of like, you know what? Let me not be so hard on myself because there are some people that are like geniuses and are trained to like fuck with people's shit. So let me not be completely, you know, Ben, Ben's going to be hard on me still. Uh, but, but when things like that happen, it's just like, okay, lesson learned. Here are some things to watch out for in the future because there are some like, that. Some very high profile people got scammed by this girl. See, that is a fact. See, can you, you at least agree with me that yes. some high profile people got Ho- got scammed by? Yeah. And right. I just, I'll just do a wire transfer. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's her her voice. I think you saying that geniuses even got scammed. I think no, she, I was saying she's a genius. That oh, she's a genius who who scams. Okay, got it. Yes, like the imposter. You know, these people that like scammed people. They're, they're con artists. And they're right. trained to do this. Right. I, the bigger takeaway also is that rich people do, doesn't necessarily mean intelligent people. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm saying there are, what I was saying was there are older people. Like we, we have, yeah. we oh, think yeah, in our act, minds. You remember that like, one time you threw a full temper tantrum because we got like scammed by yes. these people in thailand which but, but we got older, scammed out of like 30 bucks but yeah, been, been through a full tantrum in it's thailand. a little bit more than 30 it was like 60 but not a huge deal okay so we got scammed thousands Six, of dollars 60 times 60, two. it was 120 60. it was a ticket that should not have been it was 60 dollars over the price anyway not a big deal totally over it go on no been through a full temper Fucking tantrum bullshit. and i was just like we just lost like maybe 60 bucks been like relaxed 120 but, but we but if you take out what we actually should have paid for it, it wasn't 120. We weren't getting on the ferry free of charge. Right. You're but, still not over it. Yeah. And not a huge deal. Not a huge deal. I'm not, totally fine. I'm not stressed. I am not stressed. But sometimes in life, sometimes in life, like you will waste money. Like yeah. and you and, don't want to, and you don't mean to, but you don't have to be like, we, cause we couldn't talk for hours after that scene and, that you threw in Thailand. I was just like, let's, well, let's bring it back actually to the, bring the short back. story. Bring it back. The short film, the short film. Well, the short film sparked all of this conversation because it is just, um, there, there is a part in the short film where, you know, Gia gets her stuff together and becomes the grown up, and it's just like sexy and going on the dance floor. And then at that point, you see all of the people in the club slowly start to turn into little kids because we're all just like a bigger version and, of our smaller selves. And it's a beautiful ending. Do you have any size? Did you? I that? don't. I really enjoyed it. I think it was well timed and well paced. I really like that. Uh, that the kids called each other like, "Well, sixteen, if you wouldn't have blah 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 blah." Oh yeah. This this movie also. I, I think we saw Bebe's kids together, but it, it definitely had a Bebe's kids. If you're familiar mm. with that, I think Bebe's kids came out in the nineties. If you're familiar with Bebe's kids that came out, um, go back and watch that. Cause I just miss these kinds of like 2d cartoons that are just like kids with, with braids, just like giving each other shit, playing the dozens, if you will. I, I, I love those kinds of animations. Yeah. It could have been longer. My only sigh was, was very short. I would have, been interested to see it was a spark yeah. short i think a spark short yes sure I, exactly i think it would be really interesting to see more like ages as well like maybe to see a sequel when this per you have an older woman like an 80 year old woman who her one-year-old self shows up or 10 year old her 16 or 20 oh, or 30 yeah. or 40 i think they could have extended this um and mm-hmm. i think in that way it would have been a little bit more accessible like the specificity of 21-year-old really just is for anybody over the age of 21. I think like maybe, and I think high schoolers and middle schoolers could watch this, but it really hit a lot harder if you are a millennial and you are over the age of, you know, well, you're over the age of 21 now. But um, I think, yeah, sorry. It's okay. I'll fix it later. Well, we loved 
20 uh, something. It's a super easy watch if you get a chance to watch it sometime this week. And Ben, with that being said, why don't you warp up the show, baby? Yeah, in conclusion, watch the Pixar shorts. They're really fun. They're under, I think they're called Spark Shorts. Uh, also, this was made completely in quarantine. And the fact that they made every single bit of this in quarantine is just a shout out to the amazing animators of Pixar. And um, yeah, enjoy. Also, Afton Corbin, the black girl that worked on this Pixar short, was also on the team that did Soul as well. So yeah, that's she like she's one so of the animators. Yeah. Yeah. So she's still out here working out this bitch. Thanks, ma'am. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Sci-Fi Side Podcast. Up next, as we mentioned earlier, we will be watching A Wrinkle in Time, directed by Ava DuVernay. Also, we get to see a younger Storm Reed. So be sure to watch A Wrinkle in Time for episode 79, and we will see y'all next week for the show. Bye, y'all. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.